This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, the Ramam here speaks about the about Nevoah and the, um, the dream itself always in Nevoah together with its interpretation. So the Ramam says, Advarim Shemodim Lenovi Bimar Nevoah, the things that are told to a Novi in, in the in the vision of Nevoah, Derech Moshemodim Lo. We first, he first sees it as a Moshel. In other words, he sees some sort of vision which is meant to be simply uh, an allegory for whatever it is going to be. And immediately he sees the meaning of that marshal, and he knows what it is. Just like the ladder that Yaakov saw with Malachim going up and down, it was a marshal for the different Malchias and their um, enslavement Kaisal. In other words, the fortunes of the various kingdoms waxing and waning. All of these visions, they would see the vision first and then they would see the interpretation. Sometimes the dream would have the the marshal uh, no sometimes they would tell us the marshal and what it means sometimes the prophets would tell us just the so what they gave us was either or or um, either the entire piece just the marshal or the the piece I, I want to explain something about the point, the main point that he's making. It seems to us strange. I understand that control is giving a message to us. That's the point of a prophecy. So I could understand that a Baruch Hu would tell us the bottom line. Okay, have her go out and fight. I could understand possibly where you get the muscle and you don't get the bottom line because Nivu is an imperfect way of giving over something. Only Moshe Rabbeinu gets exact you know, point does like do this, this, this. They see a vision, and it's a shortcoming of the prophet that he sees a vision instead of the, the thing itself, and that's how it works. I could understand that, but if he's giving the vision and the pisrun, that becomes hard to understand, because what's the point of the movie? In other words, why don't you just do the trailer? Why don't you just do the bottom line? Um, you, you know, you, there, there will be there will be nations that will slave you. Why have a a, a, a prophecy going up and down and so on. So, um, I think, and I, I don't, I, I think it works as follows. It's because that is, it, it knows, the bottom line is gotten to the prophet by the means of the vision that he sees. It's, it's not like two separate things. There's first a broadcast. Here's going to be a vision, you can see this weird thing, and then followed by, a, by you know, um, a clear explanation. Their understanding comes about through the vision. Like he says, 
it Nevoah and and the Rambam, the Maral speaks about when he speaks about Chachma being Adif Minavi, he says that um, a Navi can only see things through material elements. So something that's totally abstract, something that really has no um, representation physically, cannot be attained by profit. He, he needs to see it through the vehicle of a vision, as opposed to a, um, as opposed to a Chacham who can understand things that don't have any physical form and so on. So all of so um, it, this is not as if Akash gives two things and and gives over both. It their understanding is through the vision to the uh, meaning of the vision. Okay, the, the mushal that they give, I mean, is for the outsiders, for the f- people who are obviously if this is a trusted navi. But doesn't it also, in in a way, give some solidifies the the I get it. Yes, that makes oh, a lot okay, of sense. True. Good good point also. It's something that is a much stronger impact when you see it in physical form than than just hear the point. I think that's a good point also. Okay. That's also good. Um next is um the Arama Mornavuchim who speaks about the the Ramam in the beginning of Mornavuchim since since a big Part of his point, the Marnevuchim, is explaining terms that seem to us physical about a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and the Rambam makes the strong point that nothing physical can be attributed to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So the first umpteenth prakim in Marnevuchim is there in order to describe various terms used with regards to a Kaddish Baruch Hu that are going to be um, interpret it. So the word nitzav, which means to stand, um, does seem to us a very physical term. You, you, we can only have nitzav on uh, physical objects. So nitzav or yotzav, so nitzav and yotzav are the same. So this is another one of those words that has multiple meanings. <coughs> One can mean a physical getting up and standing. It can also mean something that is firmly there and stays. Anything that comes from Akadosh Baruch Hu is firm. Um, so the 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 is to be found um, permanently, firmly at the top of a ladder. Now he's going to explain what that ladder is. So so it's a ladder that reaches from the earth to Hashem. And because it must be found there. What does that mean? Mevuru. Shema mora heina olav ukefiza mosha nasu. Umaloche lekim adenevim. Shenema behem beferish vayishlach malach. Vayal malach hashem nagilgal ala bochim. Umatov omru olum biyordim. 
Haliyah Kodam Ayurida. So, after the person, after the person reaches certain heights, he goes down again. So, a person who um, attains a high Madragan Ruchnius is meant to go down and to convey that to the people. So, the person goes up to Shemayim, he, he rises above the world, becomes close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, but then he has to go down and give it over to people afterwards. And it's it's like it says by Moshe, it says Menahar Menahar He went from the mountain to the people, the people to the mountain. And um, it's interesting that this uh, we there are, there are various movements in Klal Yisrael that emphasize one or the other. There's a type of movement that says, well, the most important thing is to reach out and help people and so on and so forth. Don't look for your madragas. No, a person is supposed to go up and if he doesn't, if he's not getting a flow from the mala, then he ain't giving nothing lamata. On the other hand, the purpose of him in this world is not to, to climb up and never come down again, it's to climb up and then to come down again, and to be mashpia. So both halves are true, and a person needs to go up and down. And, uh, you know, one without the other is missing. If you're just down, you just dry out and just recycle, and you're not bringing the real Tvar Hashem. If you go up, Baruch doesn't give you stuff for yourself. Baruch gives you stuff for um, to give out. Nitzav means not physically standing, but it means standing in a, in a conceptual sense. What's fascinating is here we have a Rambam, <coughs> two Rambams, Rambam in Yisari Torah and Rambam in Moravuchim. He gives two radically different explanations about. Um, about the the um, what exactly it means, and uh, you know, are we to say that he had charot? It's hard to believe. Um, furthermore, I understand the first thing that he says in Surya Torah <laughs> makes a lot of sense in the context. And Yaakov Avinu is setting out to a journey, and it's his beginning of Kali Yisrael and so on, and now he has to um, be told. That there's going to be a long and hard journey ahead. There are a lot of ups and downs, different malchus. All of that makes a lot of sense in the context. This particular dream that he has over here doesn't quite the way he interprets the dream over here doesn't quite um, explain to us why now, like or at this junction, being given this lesson, it's a metaphysical lesson. No, no, it's hard to understand, and, and it's interesting that. How, how does the Ram reconcile its both messages? I mean, they're very, very different messages. It's hard to see that you can put one in the other. Sometimes <clears throat> you can take the deeper meaning and put it into um, in, into a uh, you know simpler meaning and so on. We could we could say that they're both very hard to get it over here, um, unless I guess Malachim has like it means Sarim of the countries. Plus, 
Malachim, uh, you know, literally, I don't know. Those are, those are things that are um, puzzling a little bit. Okay, next one is also Rambam. We, we, we have three for three today on the Rambams. It's a Ramagas Taman, a very, very powerful Rambam. Yigas Taman was written to Yemenite Jews. Um, Yemenite Jews never had it terribly easy, and um, they were especially oppressed in the days of the Rambam. The Muslim rulers tried to convert the Yemenite Jews, and they were very, very, they really, really were crushing them. So the Rambam says, even though the nations will enslave Kaisro and they will afflict them, and they will be stronger than Kaisro, they will remain, and those who enslave them, will disappear. Like it says, um, that your, your 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 seed will be a fire arts. What's the mush of fire arts? Klima. Even though they will be trod upon and stepped upon like earth that everybody steps on, <coughs> in the end, they will be stronger and victorious. Just like earth eventually covers the people that's trod on them, um, the earth remains and the people dis- disintegrate into earth. Um, what, what a powerful message. In other words, yes, we will be downshot, downshot, but we will last. The Hine Bia Yeshaya Allah Shalim. Yeshaya was, was told by Kashbaru that as long as when Golos, whoever is going to wish to, 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 um, to, to oppress us will be successful. Avil, at the end of the day, the Kaddish will send a, a, a somebody to save Kaddish and to alleviate her suffering. So um, that's part. That's how he interprets that nevuah. That um, was a you know there'll be a very difficult time, but in the end, the Kaddish will take away the anacha. There's there's another. Um, there's a connection. So yes, there's aftocha. I mean, the way as it says literally, but I I think there's another point to this that's very important. Um, the the umas haolam are shallow people by nature, by 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 the definition of being just a chitzonius, the klipa, however you want to call it. There's a certain shallowness, and part of that shallowness is. The admiration for the great and the big is whatever greets the eye. So if I see something huge and big and imposing and impressive, that's the greatest. We have a different yardstick. For us, that which is eternal. In other words, something that has in itself 
the ability to list means that it's greater. So it's just like if I told somebody, I have a great investment for you. So a, 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 a lesser person, a, a, a short-sighted person, oh, this stock is, is going to go up 500 times. Phenomenal. But it'll bust at some point and in a, in a month, in a year, whatever it is. The other stock only goes up 2% or 3% a year, but it, it forever. And the wiser person looks at it that way. Um, in world history, take any slice of world history, we were down and, um, and they were up. But history has gone on for a few thousand years and uh, we're here and not one of those empires are here. They're, they're gone, they're not even, not a halamina. Um, and and it's, it's something that when we speak of greatness, that means Kassel has something that overcomes them because we live in four dimensions, not in three dimensions. And, and if we're greater in time, then we'll outlive. It's interesting, I once spoke to somebody, this person's very, he's very into science and he's very, very um, against the arguments of, of, of Akash Baruch through science. And I asked him, so what keeps you from? And he says, the fact that Kaisal exists is a greater miracle than everything else combined. There's no way to explain it. And that's interesting, it was, it, it, the fact is, there's not one slice of time that we were ahead in any way, and yet, and and um, and there's no way of the seichel that we should be here. Um, if any any intelligent person would have done an analysis in 1945 and asked himself, what are the chances of Kaisal and Torah Kaisal is, is being around, the answer would be zero. That would be the reasonable people. Um, we were Europe was destroyed. American Jewry was ignorant and assimilating, and Israel was a handful of crazy people um, dreaming of a state. That, that was it. And um, everything was on retreat. And here, uh, 70 years later, even before that, 60 years later, 50 years later, you know, we're here. And, uh, and, and we're here bigger and stronger than we were before. It, it's not something that Really, that defies us. It's not the first time. It's not the second time. It's the third time. This has been a cycle in history forever. Okay. Um, next one is says Vayikas Yakim Mishdasavim Ochen Yeshashem Makom Azev Nachal Yedati Ochen Yeshashem Hatam Bavur Sheimotzu Mekomos Yerushal Nisim. There are places where we see Nisim. Lauchal Farsh Lomazek Yisoid Muflahu. So this is a point that Avnezer makes in different places, and the point is that. Um, there are many nisim in um, the, the point is there are um, a nis is a type of hanhaga that's not beholden to the normal framework of, of, of this world. This world has laws of nature and Every country falls under that. So, so just like it says in Chazal that there are Sarim and Memshalos that, that rule over different countries, those countries are, um, it, it, that means that within the context of this country, there's a Sar um, that rules over it, that's a Malach, and certainly the overriding power over all the countries is nature. So... Um, and that's how Kachbach wants it. 
Hashem wants that that the, between him and the world is nature. The one place that doesn't that doesn't exist under Sarim and Memsholos is at Yisrael, which means and even even for us, I mean the history of Eretz Yisrael is so um, tumultuous, so not given over to normal um, mahalchim that it's also part of it not being under the shibud of Teva and Malachim. This Farno explains, um, it, what does it mean, why is this place? In other words, they're both coming to explain, what does it mean God is in this place? We, we do think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is Cholar, it's Kvodo. So, so what does it mean HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in this place? So Nezer says, this is the place where you, where you notice that the activities, the actions, are not governed by Teva. The, the Sfarna will say, This is a place where prophecy happens on people um, because I wasn't prepared, I wasn't getting myself ready for prophecy, and boom, it landed. Um, the place and location has a an influence on whether or not a person is prone for prophecy or not. So whereas Devin Ezra says it means it's a place where miracles can happen more often because of bound to Teva, this phone says it's a place where people are um, getting themselves a ruach that makes them closer to nevuah. So it's two variations on the same idea about what is it, you know, it's not Chas Hashom, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is limited in place, but maybe one piece of Erebe Chaya. It says he calls this place Beisel, V'ulam Luz Shemelo Yishayna, V'ulam Luz Shemelo Yishayna, Makam Shekar Beisel V'yoshlayim. Maya Tzorach Ladina Shekar Luz Mitchila. I mean, big deal, it was called Luz, Rabbi say if you'll find an old map, you'll probably see Luz and not Beisel. Okay, you know, um, the world started um, started um, rebuilding itself, rejuvenating itself from this place. This is the root of the Bria and its rejuvenation. <coughs> it says in the Gemara that loses a small bone in the body from which the Mason starts. Just like this, the, the, the creation of the world started from there. So um, this is, it's one and the same, the, the um, starting of the world and the restarting of the world come from the same point. And that's why Luz is the point of beginning, and that's why it was called Luz, because Luz is really what it's even today, it, it, it has a Luz quality. Okay, we'll hold it here.